Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up. So we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic podcast, from humble beginnings to having the world's most recognizable athletes and brand, we continue exploring the NFL's rise to becoming America's most watched sport. You're Behind the Mic with Michael Neal Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, papers and squeaky chair all prepared. You know what the open is? NFL historians, this ain't for you. Ain't. Yes, I said ain't. This is for those who don't know as much, so we are here to enlighten. But please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm always here to learn. You know what it is. It's the Behind the Mic podcast presented, presented by Belly Up Sports, the Belly Up Sports podcast network. I am your host. Michael Neal Jr. You can catch this and other shows on the bellyupsports.com website. Check it out. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Good articles. You can catch all of the other podcast shows on Spreaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those major podcast networking platforms. But you better be listening to the Behind the Mic podcast above all. Now, references, let's get them out of the way. The NFL 100 or NFL 100, a century of pro football, America's game, the NFL at 100, those two books, ESPN.com article, how the NFL took over America in 100 years. Anthony Guzilla and Jeremy Willis. ProFootballHallOfFame.com, how the NFL became America's sport. Another article by Michael Schotty. Also, Encyclopedia.com, OddShark.com, care of Stephen Campbell, SportsMediaWatch.com, and also SportsProMedia.com. So, let's review What did we talk about last week? Previously on Behind the Mic. How did pro football become so popular? 
We talked about the first sporting event televised worldwide. That was the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. Then in 1939, you had pretty much a whole lineup of firsts in the United States as far as televised sporting events. You had the first college baseball game, Major League Baseball game, the college football game that was first broadcast on television, and the first televised NFL game, the Brooklyn Dodgers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Then we moved to 1951, the first broadcast game coast to coast. It was the NFL championship game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cleveland Browns. Also, we delved deep into the game that really kind of put the NFL on the map. The 1958 NFL championship game, the Baltimore Colts and the New York Giants. But it was not over the top just yet. Not over the top. All right. TV deals also by both the NFL and AFL between 1960 and 1964. The AFL drew first blood in 60 with broadcasting companies such as ABC, CBS and NBC. Then all of this was just before the 1970 AFL-NFL merger and the first Super Bowl in 1966 and also in 1967. So we're delving into part two, the continuation of our talk, trying to answer that question about how pro, uh, pro football became so popular. But let me ask this important question, and there's one that you actually have to ask your own self. What's the difference between watching a baseball game and a football game, tennis match, basketball game, hockey. What's the difference between all of those seasons as well? Before I get into that, I have to give a shout out and I'll call his name. One of my buddies that I work with at Federal Express for over 20 years, Gary Oates. His middle name is Damper. He says, it's French for sincere. He loves telling people that. Anyway, I've worked with this guy, worked with this guy for over 20 years and he taught me a very important lesson as being a courier as far as that's concerned he told me that you have to have a sense of urgency you have to have a sense of urgency you have to it's, it's cool to talk to the customers and interact you must do that you can't be a rock you know a wall you can't be mr non-personality it's customer service right you need to have a sense of urgency, though, to say, hey, you know, good to see you, Jill. Yeah, you doing all right? Okay, great, 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 great. Hey, I'll see you on tomorrow. Be back, same time, all right? Yeah, okay, all right, later. Beep, beep, you out, right? You have to look at the seasons in sports, not just professional sports, but seasons in all sports. In Major League Baseball, and I'm not picking on you today, by the way, okay? Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, in baseball, I'm just going to be honest. There's no real sense of urgency when it comes to the season. It's 162 games, okay? Here's the example. Telling my kids to be ready to go at 7 o'clock, and it's 5 o'clock when I tell them this. You have two hours to get prepared. Don't wait to the last minute to get ready. That's the way I see professional baseball at times. And it is a long season and it is hard. Okay? I don't love baseball. I like baseball. But you have to have some super duper patience in order to watch a baseball game or even just sit through an entire season. You have to be a purist. You really have to be a purist if you really love the game of baseball. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
It takes a different kind of fan to do that. I'm not one of those people. I, we got, let's go. You know what I mean? We'll dig, we'll dig deeper into that. But when you look at even basketball, now basketball, as far as watching it, yes, there's a lot of things going on, but that season's too long as well. 82 games is very, very long. Very long. If Just imagine if pro basketball season was a little bit more like college basketball season. If it was like about 30 games, maybe 40 if you include all of the, the NCAA tournament, then you're getting somewhere, right? Well, I don't really watch. I can't watch every night of basketball. I don't care who's playing. I, can't, I don't. I, I really don't. I want to know... And I watch certain games because I want to watch certain players. I want to see how they're going to do against their former teams and all of those kind of things. But I want to watch the games of importance where there's something urgent going on. That's the reason why I don't really tune in to I turn tune into certain games. I probably watch the All Star game or something like that. But for the sports, I don't hold in as high a regard. I'm going to wait till the postseason when everything's on the line. That's what I'm going to watch. Every week of the NFL is important. Just like college football, same thing. You can't lose one too many games and expect to be in the college football playoff, right? Same thing with the NFL. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Now, you don't have a long list of wild card teams it's the same thing in the nfl season even though it's not 162 games now it's 17 games 18 weeks right now you can't say okay we're going to make the playoffs let's get ready get dressed to go to the playoffs and we won and then you wait till week 14 15 to try to finally put on your shoes and go brush your teeth doesn't work that way. Yes, the Oakland Raiders, they were the first team as a wild card to win the Super Bowl. Injuries happen, a lot of different things, factors happen during a season. When, you know, a team is not always fully healthy, they're not going to perform the way that you think that they were going to perform. Preseason, looking at the, the, the outlook of the way that this season is supposed to go for this squad, they're projected to be first, and they lose their starting quarterback the left tackle um whether they come back during the season or not injuries happen everywhere but at the same time you got to have that sense of urgency as a squad if you can make it through that season that's the reason why it's 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 so important to be ready and stay ready you don't have 162 games you don't have 82 games you have to be ready now and here's the other thing people want to be entertained Who's seen Gladiator? What's the famous line out of that movie? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? And Maximus throws down his sword, you know. And people start cheering. 
you know, Spaniard, Spaniard, you know, it's great. But people want eye candy. They want to be entertained, especially these days. And when you have something like when you watch sports, there is a draw. And that draw is something that one of my new buddies, check out his podcast. His name is Wayne G. Check him out on Infinity Sports, the Infinity Sports podcast. I think he records three days out of the week. But Wayne G, I was on Twitter and he hit me up, uh, responded to one of my tweets that was promoting the show. And last week it was baseball was America's pastime and college football was was king. So how did the NFL get so popular? And he replied, Americans like violence and football players are modern day gladiators. Couldn't agree more. People like car accidents, the aftermath of an accident, fights. I mean, you don't have traffic just because an accident is has happened and you have to drive slow by it. No, people are trying to strain their necks to see the aftermath. I had, uh, in fights, I had a girlfriend that, that was back in what, the fourth grade? No, sixth grade. And I won't call her name, but someone got upset with somebody else's sister in the lunchroom and they were twins and this one girl after school had to box with both twins after school. And there was a consistent circle around these three girls all the way down the street because like 30 of us walked home from school. Whether you were supposed to or not, about 30 of us walked home from school because the school was right up under here, Gina, right up under the nose of all of our, all of our homes. And for about 15, 20 minutes after the walk around and shoulders, they boxed all the way down the street. And people were right there front and center because they wanted to see it. I mean, MMA, UFC, why is boxing less popular? Because people like violence. I watch boxing. I don't, I don't have a deep love for boxing. I like boxing. But people get excited when someone's finally landing a punch. And then there's not... 10, 15, 12 rounds in UFC and MMA and all of that. And the and the violence is woo. You know what I mean? Conor McGregor, who saw UFC this weekend? He broke his leg in that loss. People want to see that. People want to see that. And the guy sitting in the ring in an air cast with a uh air uh, in the air, air cast doing an interview after the fight because he broke his leg in a loss. People love to see that stuff, man. And truth be told, boxing can be very boring. There's no, it, it, it's, let's, let's go. People want to pop their sports in a microwave and hit 30 seconds. That is what they want. They want it, they want it quick. They want it now. It's more pleasing to the eye. Major League Baseball, again, all due respect to baseball, but ask yourself this question. What is the most exciting part of the game? And I have to say, for me, it's hits. But let's keep this in mind. You're watching the sport where a player is considered great if he hits a baseball three out of 10 times on average. It's not just about home runs and getting a hit, but I also like seeing players climb the wall to rob a home run. I like seeing triple plays. And I like seeing, seeing players get strikeouts, especially in the postseason. But let's face it, there's just not as much action 
in baseball. There's more crotch adjustments, spitting of sunflower seeds, and chewing bubble gum in the game. It just is. But I mean, I'm not saying that that makes it less great. If you're a fan of baseball, do you? But for a majority of fans, especially nowadays, that's not the way, you know, there are more kids that want to play football and basketball, and it's for a lot of different reasons. And we can get into that another time, but baseball, as great as it is as a sport, is just a little bit too slow moving. You know, football, there's constant action. Same thing with basketball, constant action. The only plot problem, like I said, is just there's too many games. And as far as the NHL, I can't speak on it as much, but I do know that they traditionally play 82 games. And personally, I enjoy going to hockey games as opposed to watching them on TV. And that's just me. My brother and I, my brother Joe, we call it, and I heard him say it first, basketball on ice. And there's constant action. But just like soccer, there isn't a whole lot of scoring. So when you score in either one of those sports, they go next. Go! You know, for 10, 10 minutes. And the uh, the hockey horn goes off. It's, it's exciting when you finally score a goal. This year, you know, there was an adjustment because of the COVID. 56 games, no preseason and temporary realignment. How do fans like that? Would you like to see that on the regular hockey fans? NFL, as far as the NFL is concerned, remember why the AFL was so popular in the 60s. They threw the football. The NFL was stale. The NFL was three yards in a cloud of dust. They didn't even believe in throwing the football on a consistent basis. Not saying they didn't, but the AFL opened the game up. It resembled more so what we watch today than, you know, the NFL did back in the, uh, the first part of its history. Something the NFL did not do as much. Like I said, it was just a passing game. But does that really sound familiar? It should because of what we watch now. I tried watching a lot of Super Bowls and I've seen just about every Super Bowl, every play. And some of those older games, even though they started throwing the football a little bit more, ah, it, it was like my eyes were bleeding, man. I tried watching some of those older games. I mean, I got through most of them. Some of them, I had to cut it short. I knew what the result was. But NFL films, that's the reason why they chop it up. Because the games, if you try to watch them, they can be pretty boring. And I got, you know, you got a guy running the football 30 to 40 times and getting three to four yards of pop at times. But, hey, that's what it is. Now, football, like I said, now they're 17 games and still every week counts. College football, same thing. College basketball, the season's a little bit long, but at least you get the rivalry games. And let's talk about not just the season, talk about the college football playoff and the NCAA tournament. People have no idea who has been good until the tournament. They haven't been watching 99% of the people that fill out brackets. They haven't watched anything, but now it's one and done. And they watched because why? There's a sense of urgency. In the end, it's about keeping a fan's attention during the season as well as the postseason. The NFL brought in some things that were interesting, some stuff that was fun, and some things that were 
new around 1970. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, so I finally got my answer, and I, I, I can't believe I missed it. Something I said last week, you know, you have ratings, and ratings last year during COVID, the the, the deep parts, the main part of 2020, you know, of, of COVID. I said that obviously you had the presidency, the 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 voting, the election that hurt ratings in sports as well as COVID itself. But and I I said this, I don't understand if people are at home quarantined for the most part, how come they're not watching the games? They're not the the, the ratings falling in in sports, you would think they're at home and maybe they're doing other things. Well, they're watching sports, but it was just a different way that they were watching it. I found an article on sportsmedia.com and I'm a quote from it. Basically, they said everybody can't watch every sport at the same time. And I quote, on one evening in September, for example, U.S. sports fans could take their pick from the NBA and NHL postseason. Can't believe I missed that. And it's right there, right in my face. NFL and MLB regular season games, as well as the Women's National Basketball Association, WNBA, Major League Soccer, MLS, college football, the Tennis U.S. Open, and the opening round of the PGA Tour Safeway Open. Now, was that happen, happening every day, every week? No. But when you have that many choices as well as watching your television shows and things like that, then yeah, some ratings are going to plummet, right? We'll get into ratings in a minute, but one thing I had to fold over, because we're we're going from the 60s into the 70s, and thinking about sports in the 70s and the popularity growth as far as the NFL is concerned, I have to start with baseball. Now, baseball at the time, it was still popular, but I did read about how it became the big money era because you had players just like in the NFL at one point, they were locked in with ownership and could not be traded and they couldn't, they couldn't move around. There was no real free agency yet. Of course you had the whole Kurt flood uh, thing that happened in 1970, which proved to be his final season in major league baseball. But there were fans that were kind of rubbed the wrong way by the big money that baseball players were getting as well as, the the whole you know knocking of heads in this whole situation as far as the players wanting to move around as far as basketball was concerned well it was hurting by the end of 1970 as well as 1970 and here I, I'm I'm not a basketball historian and I'm I can only tell you what I have read and some of the things that I actually have seen well, there were many different reasons why there was a dip in the ratings in basketball. And some of it was blamed on drug use. 
And then others thought it was basically due to racism because by then, let's just be real, most of the NBA for years was white. By the end of, 1970, of the 1970s, 75% of the league was African-American. They were black. The Caucasian interest, as far as the fans are concerned, dwindled. So you had that black eye all the way up until 1979. The two saviors were drafted by the name of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. We'll get into that more next week, actually. But the NF in the NHL, I can't speak on as much. But here's one thing I can say just overall. I went on Odd Shark, and a man by the name of a writer by the name of Stephen Campbell had wrote an article called. Can the NFL, excuse me, the NHL improve its popularity in the United States? And this was dated for this year. I could have saved this for next week, but I want to tell you about this now. And what caught my eye was this graphic that basically gave you the fan, the fans level of interest in the NHL as of November of 2020. I'm going to start with those who said they were not a fan, 60%. Casual fan, 29%. Avid fan, only 12%. Now, like I said, I don't know as much about the NHL. I do know this. It is a Canadian-born sport being played not just in in Canada. It's being played on U.S. soil as well. And there are plenty of fans out there. It's just not as popular a sport. But that's fine. There's still a great league called the NHL, and you can enjoy that whether it be live and in color or in the comfort of your own home. Now, meanwhile, the NFL, you know, they had merged in 1970. And there were some things that went down before that. But in 1970, before the season began, after the merger was complete, Pete, Ro- uh, Pete Rozelle had negotiated a television deal with a network that was known for having the lowest ratings, ABC, to broadcast Monday night games. They selected New York sportscaster Howard Corsell, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback Don Meredith, and veteran football announcer Keith Jackson. Whoa, Nelly! They were hired to broadcast the games, and on September 21st, 1970, the first Monday night game was played. New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns with a 31-21 victory over Joe Willie Namath and those Jets. Now, eventually... They would bring on New York Giants, the former New York Giant player, Frank Gifford, who had previously been doing play-by-play for CBS. Again, something interesting, something new, something fun. Now, love him or hate him, Howard Cosell, if you know anything about Howard Cosell and the guy who was, was controversial, right? You put someone like him in the booth, he was the centerpiece of that broadcast for obvious reasons. He's bringing eyes to the television all right talk to one of my buddies i'll call him out my man kirby listen to his podcast mama somebody shot the president you want to hear about conspiracy theories on the jfk assassination well not conspiracy theories but debunk conspiracy theories check him out check him out we talked about this because he's i think kirby is in his 60s so he was like around 11 12 13 and i asked asked him what it was like as far as sports between baseball and football. He's a baseball guy. Loves football too. Baseball guy growing up. I asked him what was it like 
in the 70s as far as watching football. And he said it was what you watched after baseball. And of course, like I said, you had the merger, which meant more teams. And I asked him, okay, well, what about the Super Bowl versus the World Series? He said the Super Bowl was appointment television. You know, everything stopped and, and you watched the Super Bowl. In 1966, the first championship game between the AFL and NFL was played. Of course, that was the Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl One. Wasn't only uh, as that just yet. It was the AFL-NFL World Championship game. Super Bowl Three between the Jets and Colts. That's when they officially adopted the name, the Super Bowl. And the question you have to ask was, who's watching? That's what's going to tell you how popular you are. Who's watching you? And the reaction. Who's watching you? TV ratings, they do tell it all. It's a fact. So when you say Super Bowl, what do you think of? You think about the halftime show. You think about all of the celebrities that show up to the game and, and the pageantry and the hype before and even after the game. You think about the pregame and the postgame shows and all of that stuff. And the NFL was going into that even in the 1960s. Now, like I said, you have to look at who's watching. And it was amazing. I pulled up both the World Series television ratings, courtesy of BaseballAlmanac.com, and the Super Bowl ratings, according to SportsMediaWatch.com. And the differences were staggering. I'm, I, my mind was just a little bit blown looking at these numbers. So it went all the way back as far as the World Series to 1968. And I'll just say in the 1968, they didn't have the total number of viewers, but the rating was a 22.8. That's, that's decent, a 22.8. Super Bowl one did a 26.7. On both, because it was simul, it was broadcast by both CBS and NBC. NBC got an 18.5 and had 24.43, uh, 24.4 million people that watched. CBS had 26.7 million people that watched and did a 22.6. Well, I'm looking at the ratings for the World Series when I start in 1970. Oh, I, okay, so I'll just put it like this, not to bore you with the numbers, but the World Series is doing, and I'll start in 73. In 73, NBC, the World Series did a 30.7 and had 34 million viewers. The 73 Super Bowl, the perfect, the perfection, the drive to perfection, the Miami Dolphins, and the, the, the um, Washington football team, out of all due respect. Super Bowl seven, by the way. Here's the difference. That Super Bowl did a 42 as opposed to a 30 for the World Series. 53, 53 million people watched Super Bowl seven as compared to 34 million. Baseball's ratings had a, had a drop year after year they dropped into the 20s on a consistent basis all the way through and they dropped into the 20s consistently even into the 80s we'll deal with that another time but they just kept going up for the super bowl 
They were in the, they started off 1820s. Then they would go as high as a 47.2. That was the Dallas and Denver game in Super Bowl 12 down in New Orleans when Dallas beat the Denver Broncos. And truth be told, that was a mistake field game, but the, the Cowboys came out on top. 78 million people watched that 78 Super Bowl. That's a lot of people, as opposed to 44 million watching the 78 World Series that did a 32-8. They're watching football by now. And here's some more evidence. I even went online and, and saw an article on basically 70 sports. I wanted to read something on 70 sports in, on encyclopedia.com. And I quote from this. A 1978 Harris Sports survey showed that football enjoyed a 70% following among American sports fans compared to only 54% for baseball. Football became eye candy for sports fans. Point blank, period. But it doesn't stop there. On the next episode of Behind the Mic, a word that is synonymous with baseball nearly took the NFL completely out of the popularity contest in the 1980s. And they weren't the only sport. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Michael Neal Jr., presented by Belly Up Sports. Again, you can catch this show and others through the Belly Up Sports podcast network and bellyupsports.com, the writers too. Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your kids. Y'all better listening. be listening to my show. Tell your wives, tell your husbands, or I'll find your house. I'm out.